Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe, episode 38. I mean, I had all this, I had all this information, all this education. I taught kids, and I'm the one that ends up getting cancer. It's time to reverse the imbalances in your life as you take the first step on your own journey towards personal change. Welcome to Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe, educating, empowering, and inspiring individuals to live healthier. Now here are your hosts and your guides to natural living, Jamal and Kim. Hi, Kim and Jamal here, and welcome to another episode of Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe Podcast. This is episode 38, and as I mentioned, I'm Kim, and I'm joined with Jamal. Greetings, everyone. And uh, Peace and blessings. Yes, and we have another great interview for you today. You know, in many uh, episodes, this is episode 38, and previous episodes, we've mentioned time and time again, um, in some shape, form, or fashion, that the health education in our country is not the greatest. Um, a lot of times people go through school, graduate, and don't have the skills or the know-how to, you know, achieve optimum health, sustain their health, um, just understand the importance of reading labels and how certain foods affect your bodies, knowing uh, that various aspects of your body, really understanding and being in tune with yourself. A lot of these things are not taught in our basic education. And uh, we're going to touch on that in this interview today um, with Stacy Strack. Stacy is uh, actually a high school classmate of mine. And uh, uh, through Facebook, we've kind of stayed in touch. And, you know, there's some things that happened to her over the past few years. And I definitely want to have her on the show to share her story. Um, but Jamal, you know, talking about health education, we do mention that a lot, that health education is not the greatest in our country. Yeah, I mean, I think this is definitely a great show um, because, you know, we, we know that the health education isn't the greatest. I mean, in, in, you know, in grade school, they spend very little time actually teaching you about um, really how to, to really take care of your body, mm-hmm. how to feed it. Um, how to to maintain it and and definitely not from a holistic perspective uh, so by the time you graduate, you really just don 't know what to do even even in college. I mean you have to really go out of your way to uh, to take health classes in order to empower yourself uh, somewhat mm-hmm. um, so I think that this is this is going to be a great uh, interview because she really speaks from an educator's perspective. Right. Because as an educator, you you're going to learn health differently. As a health educator, you're going to learn it differently than you know just a, a regular student that you know is majoring in something else. But if you're learning as a health educator, yeah, because you have to teach it. Yeah, you, you have to teach it. So your education is supposed to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed to have a different perspective, and you at least whatever curriculum you have to follow, you should at least um, understand it on a deeper level. Um, but uh, as you're going to see in this show that that isn't always the case. So, um, yeah, I look forward to uh, airing this. Yes. So before we dive into the interview, I just wanted to read a little bit about Stacy. Stacy grew up in Colonia, New Jersey. She graduated from John F. Kennedy High School in Island and went on to earn a Bachelor of Science degree from Montclair State University with a minor in Community Health Services. After some time working in a doctor's office and then at a cancer ward of a hospital, Stacy began an 11-year teaching career in Woodbridge Township, New Jersey. She instructed high school health classes. Most of her time was spent teaching sex education to junior and senior students. Stacy is married to Richard Strack. They are now in their 12th year of marriage and have two children, Richie, who is 11 years old, and Sadie, who will turn nine in August. After living in Middlesex, New Jersey, Stacy and her family moved to Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania in 2011, where she has become involved with the holistic health field after a cancer scare that changed her life and direction. She is currently a Reiki master and a certified holistic health practitioner. So without further ado, here is our interview with Stacy Strack. Hi, Kim and Jamal here. And today we are joined with Stacy Strack. Stacy, how are you? 
Hey guys, I'm fabulous. Thanks for having me. How are you? We are doing wonderful. Yeah, greetings. And uh, before we dive into the interview, I just want to say thank you for joining us. And uh, we look forward to sharing your story and your journey with our community. Oh, you're quite welcome. I'm very excited about sharing anything that I know that could possibly help. Other uh, people, because what are we here for other than doing that and helping others, right? Yeah, definitely. Right. And uh-huh. um, for those of you who don't know, Stacy and I go way back. We uh, went to high school together. <laughs> And uh, stayed connected through the wonderful platform of Facebook, and we've stayed connected over the years that way. You know, she's going to dive into her story in a little bit, but I definitely want to have her on the show. And uh, Stacey, for our audience, for people just learning about you for the first time, you know, what is your personal story? Who is Stacy Strack? Oh, my gosh. You know, who is Stacy Strack? I think Stacy Strack is ever-evolving, and I wonder day-to-day who she's going to be. <laughs> I, I sit here and I think to myself, who is Stacy back in the day compared to Stacy now? And it makes me really embrace the thought of with age comes wisdom. Mm. And that makes me think, oh, my gosh, am I getting old? But no, you know, people always say, oh, you're getting old, but... What a gift that is, you know, because with things that I've been through recently in life and things we're going to talk about, age is such a gift that to embrace that so many people just don't get. I mean, oh, it's my birthday again. I'm older. Oh, hallelujah. It's your birthday again. Thank God it is. Because right. you're blessed to be here still. So I just want to get that out there. But yes, eat with age comes wisdom. I, I think about like our days in school where I was first real quiet and, and then I developed to be in high school or in the play and louder and crazy and and you see where life takes you on a path. I think everybody can look back on their life and see different things that kind of come onto your life path and you follow it and you think, wow, this, all these things brought me to where I am now. Mm. I mean, for me, we're going to be talking about um, the cancer scare I had and I look back when I was a child and my my grandmother and my grandfather were everything to me and both died from Mm. cancer. Mm. And I think now what I've learned is kind of in their honor and in honor of any one of your listeners who have lost someone to cancer or had cancer in honor of them to transform your life and beat it. And look at it as a bump in a road as opposed to a death sentence would be a, it's a wonderful thing. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, too, when I look back, and um, I, I'm sure my dad will listen to this because he's not a computer guy at all. But I think back at, uh, when I used to sit at the kitchen table as a kid and my dad would pick at me and, and he would say things like, oh, girls can't do that. And, and I would be like, why are you saying that to me? And I would defend myself and, and learn how to speak up for myself. What he was really doing is trying to get me to own my own voice. Mm. So I give a lot of credit to my dad back then because, boy, I, I, I use my voice now. <laughs> yes. now. Um, so if you look back in life, and I always found myself, I was in the medical field. I mean, I went to college. I went to um, Montclair State University. I, got, I have a Bachelor of Science in Health Education and a minor in community health services. Um, from there, I, I always... Do you remember, Kim, uh, St. George Pharmacy in, uh, in Island there? Is it in Island? Was it off of Green Street, the Island Pharmacy? Street. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I've, oh, I worked there. Oh, wow. Yeah, so everything's been kind of along the lines of, of uh, medicine for me, but even when I worked back there, I was put back in a pharmacy section to roll around chemical drugs and all that. Never felt right. You know mm-hmm. how intuitively it's like, I don't like working back here. Can you put me in the front and I'll sell flowers? Because I don't like the, being around all this energy, all this chemical stuff. Oh. <laughs> so then, I mean, I, don't, I never realized it until now. And then I worked as eye doctor, and then I worked in the cancer registry of um, St. Peter, Peter's University Hospital for about a year. And while I was there, it didn't feel right to me. I was there about a year, and I just said, this doesn't this doesn't resonate with me. Something's not right. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I mean, you fast forward to working in Woodbridge High School, which was, I, I loved my Woodbridge High School family. I worked there for 11 years. 
um, and the students, the faculty, love, love, love them, miss them. Um, teaching health, and then ultimately leaving there, because there's a whole story here, in 2011 to move to Jimsport, Pennsylvania, I've always been in the health field then. That's where the cancer scare came, and ultimately I'm a holistic health practitioner, Reiki master, certified and a bunch of stuff now. Mm-hmm. Following the medical path. Right. It's a little bit of me. It's a real quick bio of me. Yeah, no, it was it was good. Um mm-hmm. because you, you spoke about just your your background in health okay. and and uh and that's important in being an educator in health. So okay. uh being that you have uh, you know, this this background in health and you're actually in the field and we look at the country and what's going on uh, right now. Like, um, you know, what is your perspective on the state of health in the United States? <sighs> the state of health in the United States scares me to death right mm-hmm. now. I um, I'm very, very frightened about what's lacking. I, I think about how when I went to Montclair State and I took all the classes for bachelor's diet and I specifically remember sitting in my nutrition class saying, this is, this is a crock, man. Like mm-hmm. I, all this, I never, nothing resonated with me with their nutrition. And I, I'm, I'm pretty smart. And ask him, I did well in school. Mm-hmm. He's a party pants too. We did well. But in that class, I struggled because mm. nothing made sense to me with their focus on nutrition. I struggled and, squeaked by with a C. Mm-hmm. And I laugh at myself now that my life is based on nutrition, but not the way the schools are programmed to teach you it. Right. They are programmed to teach you in a way that you're not going to stay in a sustained state of health. Right. Yeah. And then to take that and to have to bring it to the school system and teach it under their umbrella and under which they, the FDA, want you to teach, how is anyone going to be successful? How is anybody going to stay healthy? Right. I mean, I had all I had all this information, all this education. I taught kids, and I'm the one that ends up getting cancer. Mm. How's the irony of that? Right, yeah. You know, it's just because you're taking what you're being told, what you see on TV and mainstream media and Please, I, I never expected myself to be a conspiracy theorist, but come on, Big right. Pharma, <laughs> yeah. Big Pharma. I don't know if you're like you know they they don't make money if you're healthy. Right. Come right. on. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's just a, it's just the dynamics of of the state of the way well, things are. Well, yeah. Think about it. I mean, you have these kids in school. If you were to hold up, let's say. An asparagus or a turnip, can they identify them? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Because what are they all? They're living out of boxed foods and and chemicals. And and we're wondering why so many more kids are coming up with problems and illnesses. That should never be something that at their age they should be, you know, experiencing. Right, yeah. What what, what kind of foundation are we giving these kids? Even when you go back to to, to infancy and, and children are being fed soy formulas, which are full of pesticides and just, you know, like extra estrogen. And we're wondering why kids are, are hitting puberty so much earlier. We all need to focus on the whole big picture now. And no one, no one's doing that. And it's nobody's fault. It's nobody's fault. Look, I got, I messed up too. And I have the education. Right. We, yeah. We're not educated and no one's out there talking about it. And if they are, they're, they're hushed up or right. they're hooked up. They're looked at like they're the the medicine man. Ooh, what does he know? Okay, yeah, medicine men go way back, and they know a heck of a lot more than right. what we're dealing with now with doctors and big pharma who only want to get in your pocket. They they, they want guinea pigs and numbers to test you. I mean, we, your body can heal itself. It can heal itself if it's given the proper nutrients to do so. We're a wonderful machine, but no one is feeding the machine as we should. You keep giving the machine sugar or giving your kids sugar, and you're wondering what, why they're sick or have uh, different disorders. Or you, come on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, you raise a, a really good point about uh, just health education in our country. Um, it's just poor across the board. Um, you know, in the school system, the the type of health that's being taught 
is not empowering, that we can prevent things. And then it, it, it kind of travels through, it stretches out through the, the educators, uh, the educators yeah. not having the proper education to be able to in, empower the students. I, I remember with me, you know, my background in, um, in undergrad was uh, in health as well. And okay. uh, when I when I went on, um, for uh, nutrition, uh, holistic nutrition and studies, um, I, I remember telling uh, Kim when I first went through that the um, like within the first two classes of um, of my uh, holistic nutrition uh, school, I had learned more than I did in my entire five years of of undergrad. I I, I already covered that in the first you know two two classes. Isn't and, that amazing? Yeah, yeah, Isn't exactly. That, and you have to almost you. I I picture it as reinventing the wheel, and you have to purge everything that was in your head because it wasn't exactly right, and relearn again. But to do that as an adult, all our children. I'm sure I know you with your daughter. I know mine with my daughter and my son. They're learning now. Right. So God forbid they don't have to have this happen to them. And, and the same with you, I'm sure. Why do we have to reinvent the wheel right. when we're in our 30s? You know what I mean? Or let's not mention how old we're getting now. But <laughs> <laughs> 49 forever. 49 for now. Right? I say with the age. Seriously. Why, why do we have to reinvent the wheel? We should be taught this first right. I mean, we love the days. Remember, people used to farm. Let's look back to Little House of Prairie Times. They did their own farming. They didn't have to worry about pesticides, GMOs, non-GMOs. I mean, our, our, our kids wouldn't even know in school how to even farm or take care of themselves. They're not taught about acid or alkaline. Um, I, I was a sex ed teacher. I mean, mainly, that's what I did. And let me tell you, that was fun, uh, so much fun. So I didn't really deal as much with the nutrition in my career. I dealt with that, which it was, it was, I thought, I didn't like the idea that it was, first of all, health classes are only taught in that district, I can't speak for other districts, for mm. 22 days. You had 22 days out of their school year to teach them what you needed in your curriculum. Mm. And they were gone. Gone. Oh. And, um, and they waited till mainly senior year to teach these kids about sex education. We touched on it somewhat in ninth grade, but not enough. And you had, um, you know, you had barriers and stuff they were worried about, people complaining for say, if you're teaching them about things, then they're going to do them. I mean, mm -hmm. kids are going to do things regardless. Yeah. Right. So you better get them prepared. Right. You know, I mean, they, they used to call me um, PBL. <laughs> and PBL, I would do it. It was said they would say, "Hey PBL, hey PBL," in the hallways, and I, that was my nickname. And it was the penis and vagina lady, <laughs> and I, I, <laughs> I hold that with such regard. And it was, it was, it's amazing. I miss not being PBL up here in Pennsylvania. <laughs> 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 but seriously, you had you had twelfth grade to learn about um, sex education, and kids are twerking and stuff that like. Six. Yeah. You know, right. Like, I don't understand what's happening. Where is everybody? What the hell is happening in the world? It, it scares me. Right. Honestly. You, um, and you pointed out something just saying that, you know, being the health teacher and then, uh, being the person to, um, have, uh, a cancer, uh, scare. So, um, can you, can you dive into that story a bit? Tell us about, um, about this cancer scare that you had. How the cancer scare happened. Hmm. Well, I was getting ready. I decided my hu my husband was getting ready to retire. He's a little older than I am, and he said, "Do we want to move? Do we want to get out of Woodbridge area?" We had a two year old and a five year old, and that the decision was very difficult for me because I was at the prime of my career, really loving my career. The thing deep inside of me, probably in about twenty ten, you know, you have this intuitiveness that comes and it, it said, Stacy, it's time to go now. Something bad's going to happen. And I thought, oh, what does that mean? I remember standing in the phys ed gym office having this thought in my head and I did tell some coworkers, what does this mean? I mean, I know all this stuff's going on in the world with these terrible things happening in schools and shootings and stuff. I said, does that mean? Oh my God, God forbid, I hope not. Well, no, it didn't. 
uh, thank God, mm-hmm. turned out to be that. But I said to my husband, okay, I'll give up everything. I was a clean bee. I'll give this up. I'll give up PDL, and we'll move to Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Well, towards the end of uh, my career in June 2011, I noticed that I started, my, my waist started expanding more so in one area on the right side. Mm-hmm. And um, what is this? I, now, I did not eat like I do now. I, I wasn't awful, but when I look back now, and we'll get to the whole cancer stuff, I think, well, of course I was eating something. My diet wasn't what it should be. Mm-hmm. But I... But I wasn't eating in a way that I should have been gaining weight like this. So I even, some people even asked me if I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I got offended. Oh, why would you say that to me? <laughs> so with the stress of packing and ending a career, as we know, I don't know if everybody knows, but with um, stress, your body becomes more acidic. So you would feed cancer more in mm-hmm. an environment like that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that. And uh, it was just a life event, so you had to pack up, you had to leave. So then I find myself in Pennsylvania, and I think, oh, I should probably go get checked. I should go to the gynecologist. I skipped last year because I was so busy. So also, too, to back up, this is the intuitive stuff, too. I remember laying in my bed in Jersey still, and I would hear in my head, Stacy, you have cancer. Wow. You have kids. And I ignored it. I, see, I, I had all these things happening, but I think because being so busy and a fast-paced lifestyle and just go, 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 I didn't focus on these things. So I ignored it. Me. Okay, I was a teacher teaching a junior year. You would teach about cancer. This, the irony is ridiculous, but it's all meant to be. So I'd go to the gynecologist, and she's like, Oh, we thought this was going to be fun, and she's laughing. She's like, "You might be pregnant," you know. And they, 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 they feel your stomach and your uterus area. And I was like, Ooh, "What?" So then she pulled out the ultrasound machine and stuff, and it got very somber in the room. And I said, um, "It's not a baby, is it?" And she got very serious. No. So they rushed me to a local hospital. Now remember, I just moved here. I don't know where I am. Where is the hospital? I just moved here. I thought. So, uh, they did the ultrasound, and I, real quick, I got, got called back into the doctor, and they said, um, they believed it was just a cyst. Mm-hmm. It appears, the way it's showing, it's just a cyst, everything's going to be okay, we should get it out. I said, schedule me, this was a Friday, I said, schedule me as quick as you can. They said, Monday. I said, get this out of me. Mm-hmm. Monday. So then, October 4th, <laughs> those dates you don't forget, October 4th. I went in, and upon awakening, you know, you're coming out of anesthesia, mm-hmm. and the doctor says to me, Stacy, it's borderline at this moment. The pathology is saying it's borderline cancer. Mm-hmm. And I just, what? Wait, what? Mm. So it, the, everything was very, very crazy, fast didn't expect all of this. This is a very interesting um, story. My husband got the news, obviously, when I was still in um, recovery. And he, he told me this story. He didn't tell me the story until maybe, oh my gosh, two months after diagnosis. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, I went downstairs after the doctors told me to get something to eat in the cafeteria. And this nurse came out of nowhere and said, are you Stacy's husband? Now, everybody would still be with me who was with me in surgery mm-hmm. at this point. And he said, yes. And she says, I wanted you to know everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, oh. And he was all kinds of crazy because of what he was just told. And he left. And I thought, oh, oh, my. There's another, you know, that's how I think, another sign. I don't know. That there's no way a nurse wouldn't have left me and been able to reach him in the cafeteria at that right. time. It was just pretty spiritual and wonderful mm-hmm. so I went through all I mean I, then I had to go through colonoscopy PET scans and you know when they did the colonoscopy they did find this very large polyp and it takes about 10 years for a polyp that could be cancerous to become cancer and mm-hmm. being that I was 36 when this happened 
I would never have had a scheduled colonoscopy, which is supposed to be at 50. I could have had colon cancer, too. Mm. Wow. So I, all this culmination of stuff brought me to, thank God, at the very end, it was contained, um, and I was okay. I didn't need chemo. I didn't re- need radiation, and I've been washed every six months since then. Mm-hmm. So I think now I, I spent... I was telling Kim before we, before we actually, you know, started recording, you know, I spent many, many days for five years in this house in Pennsylvania crying, wondering why did I leave teaching? Why did I leave my life? And it was only until this week that I really had a thought of leaving teaching saved my life. Mm-hmm. Because if I had saved with this, this diagnosis was there. My abdomen was expanding. That tumor was in me in 2011. If I had still been in the hustle and bustle and along those same, same lines of PBL and teaching, and I probably would never, I, not probably, no, I never would have stopped and changed my life and went back to school to be a, a holistic health practitioner and learned what I know now because that would have come back. Mm-hmm. In the holistic world, we know that if you don't treat the source, you're not treating anything. You're just putting band-aids on stuff otherwise. Right. So I never would have been able to understand the source. And it probably would have come back. Right. So um, when you got the scare, what what type of, uh, you know, what course did that send you on as far as, you know, looking at your body a little bit differently, trying to, you uh, know... Wait a while, you have to... I cannot hear you. Yeah, can you hear me now? Now I can. Okay. Yeah. So when when you got the scare, what uh, you know, what course did that send you on? What made you begin to think a little bit more differently and and become more holistic with your approach? Uh, you know, I maybe. Hmm. What made me start? I think I just said to myself, "Whoa." I am an educated person, worked in these fields, in the cancer registry field, taught this in 11th grade, taught cancer in 11th grade health. Something is missing. This can't happen. With all the knowledge that I have, Mm -hmm. I am missing a huge piece of something. Mm -hmm. So I started thinking about holistic health and possibly going back old school, back to the way it was done, back to the way ancestors did things, to, mm-hmm. to Mother Nature, the Earth, and I found a class, this is my life, I found a class, I love Diane's wellness, I, I went there in um, New Jersey, I signed up for to take a class that I would have to drive two hours to from where I live now, that would have been five minutes from my house in the past. But, so funny, that's just how I work. But, <laughs> and I went to her classes and learned, and, and, and it, like you were saying, Jamal, like, we just like, whoa, the, the first couple days, everything you learned so much more than you did from all your other education. My, my jaw was open. It, I felt so brainwashed, and I had to detox and get rid of everything I learned and have this big, pretty, expensive diploma for. Right. Great diploma for yeah. So, um, I don't know, going there, and I relearned things, and study, 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 and on my own, constantly researching, and um, I realized, wow, how bad sugar is, how bad wheat is, how bad eating too much meat is, I mean, it's totally moly, what are we doing and not teaching people, right. and I was a product of that, so I, I felt that I wanted to help others, I said, if, if, if I'm saved from this, and I was. I, I, my purpose now is to help other people. Yeah. We, um, w- one of the things that we uh, always see in, in the field is that, you know, many people that have their life challenges with their health, they always make the best healers. Right. So they uh, go on, they're inspired to go on and help others and tell their stories and to use the yeah. knowledge that they that they have 
uh, healed themselves with to, to help to, to heal others. And uh, again, it seems like, you know, you, you were set on, on the path from, uh, from your scare to help other people. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people when um, they have cancer scares or they get diagnosed with cancer and they're fortunate enough to put it into remission, a lot of times it comes back. Uh, what, what have you, you know, been doing to, you know, to prevent that from happening? Oh, I do so much now. But mm-hmm. when I talk to people, or I, I now see clients, they think, that's too much, you say so much. But the thing is, it's taken me years to get to this point, but some of the key, key factors for me is talking about alkaline versus acidic foods. Mm-hmm. I, I go back to, I think I need to quote, um, I don't know if you guys, have you watched any videos with that Dr. Bernardo? Now, I don't want to mess up his last name, but it's M-A-J-A-L-C-A. Did you ever hear, and he has a 60 years, he's a naturopath, he died in 2011. Okay. Are you aware of Dr. Bernardo? Um, I believe so. What um, what documentary uh, were you looking at that he was on? Do you remember? Well, Dr. Bernardo, he, he kind of followed the, uh, the Dr. Otto Warburg, who won that 1931 mm-hmm. uh, the Nobel Peace Prize. So, he pretty much, he, he, I love what he teaches. And he says that when Dr. Warburg discovered that normal cells require oxygen for survival, mm-hmm. that cancer cells can live without oxygen and they thrive in that environment, he created the acidic versus alkaline theory in 1931. Right. So the, the idea of sending oxygen to cells to reverse acidic states and create alkaline ones and you could do this through foods and like eating alkaline foods you want your ph we're we're living creatures we have ph issues it's not just about pools and like testing your pool you got to test yourself you mm-hmm. got to take one of those test strips and and test with your saliva or urine to see what kind of state your body is in because if you are in a state of acidosis which means lower, like acidic state, not the alkaline, acidic, maybe numbers, acidosis, you're like 5.5, you're going to register, uh, or, or lower, you are now, you have hypoxia, you're in a state of allowing cancer to grow, and it's scary. You can, you can easily, though, reverse that by eating alkaline foods. You mm-hmm. can start eating, I don't know, I love that product, so, I don't know, celery, broccoli, mm-hmm. squash, kale, I mean, and people don't realize this is again. This is stuff that should be taught in school now. Right. Acidic foods, meats, processed foods, sugars—all these. Pretty much, the average American diet is mostly acidic. Will bring you to a state of cancer and disease for sure. Right. I mean, your body can't function, and it's scary because healthy tissues are at a state of alkaline. Cancerous ones are acidic. So mm-hmm. it's not like cancer cause, causes an acidic state. As an acidic state causes cancer. Right, right. So the thing is, is I don't think people realize, and I mean, I surely didn't. I messed this up. How much control we have over our health with, with just the simple choices that we make. Mm-hmm. So this is the stuff that, that Dr. Bernardo and uh, Warburg talk about. I mean, there's there's a real reason why people paired salads with meals. Right. So, you know, you wanted to raise your alkaline state. You need to balance life. I mean, it's scary out there. If, you are, if you're not eating like that, I mean, it's going to catch up to you. Right. And, and it, it, it did with me. <laughs> we have a lot of people out there that, um, you know, this is really kind of the first time that they're, you know, kind of being presented with, okay, you know, I can eat acidic or I can eat uh, alkaline, uh, and 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 they may, you know, not be completely clear on that. Can can you go into that a little bit? Explain, you know, as far as the diet is concerned, you know, al- alkaline and and um, acidic and the pH balance in the body. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, alkalinity, pretty much. If you're going to, you're going to want to test. In the morning is the idea. You could get a pH strip from, I mean, you can get them online, go to the local health food store, and you want to test first thing in the morning before you do anything, test your urine. And that's just, just picture yourself testing a pool or a hot tub, or you, your body needs to be functioning. On the average, we want to do like a prime state of 7.5 alkalinity. 
and higher than that. A 7.4, 7.5, cancer technically I mean, can't really thrive in an environment like that. Mm-hmm. If you're below that, if you're like in a state of acidosis or 6.5, 5-point flood, that is the environment in which cancer is like, yes, I'm not getting much oxygen. You're giving me the perfect environment for it to multiply. It's it's crazy, and then that's when you're that's when you're going to get sick. And if you're at four point five, you're pretty much dead. Yeah, you cannot survive. Let's just say when people get pain throughout their bodies, um, whether it's rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, cancer pain, you're technically probably you're probably in a state of acidosis of five point five, five point three. This is all chemistry and stuff. I never thought I'd be talking chemistry. But this, <laughs> is chemistry. this is chemistry that we have to relate to. That 5.3 is vinegar. Right. So that's, that's how, how it measures. If you took a strip and you tested vinegar, 5.3. So could you imagine if you put vinegar in your, in your veins? Because that's pretty much the state that you're at. Mm-hmm. How, how can you survive on the state with vinegar running through your veins? You need to have a higher state of alkalinity. Right. You're, you're in trouble. Yeah. You know, even sending oxygen. I mean, cancer cells hate oxygen. Go work out. Oxygen with food, you know, plant-based sources. Send oxygen through those cells. Blow them up. Right. We don't want you here. You're not welcome in my house. No. Right. Get them out. Right. So, so there's little things. So if you add more of a plant-based diet with your veggies and there's lists Google lists there's lists of alkaline food add those foods to your diet I drink matcha tea also mm-hmm. because uh, matcha tea is wonderful in raising your alkalinity full of antioxidants um, there's so many things I don't know if you wanted to talk about things to add to your diet but I don't know if, if I'm explaining enough the the acid versus alkaline because acid foods I mean you put gravy on your food it turns to sugar the sugar your body cannot use sugar, so it converts it to lactic acid, and the lactic acid will then add to your acidic state. So every time you, I was subbing just recently, and I saw these kids walking around these huge gob stoppers and just like not eating those and like I I can't stand it. I actually stopped. I said, Do you realize the state of inflammation that you're mm-hmm. giving your body? Right, the kids don't know. Right. <laughs> I tried. I yeah, yeah, go, yeah, it goes back to the whole education process. Yeah. yeah, I tried again, and I mean, they listened, and I told them my story, mm-hmm. and they looked at me and with fear. The next time I subbed, I decided to go back and sub again. Those gop stoppers are still there. So of course. <laughs> you, know, you know, just like what you do, you realize that we're here to plant seeds yeah. for people. Right. But it's not our job to water them. Right. You know, so we're here to try to plant ideas here. Today I'm trying to talk about alkalinity and acidity and staying away from all these foods that will turn into lactic acid in your body and give you disease, make you sick. You know, it's so easy to... It's a, it's a complete mindset change mm-hmm. to realize how bad sugar is and to detox from that. I understand that. But the, the importance of it is immense for your health. Right. Immense. Yeah, I mean you um you brought up quite a few a few things that I want to kind of uh just um backtrack a bit. Um so you so we were talking about the um the pH balance, which is the, yeah. the chemical balance of, of the body and it, it's it's a scale, you know, it starts on a low scale from zero to ten and you want to, you you said that you want to try to be around seven point five, and yeah, um, you spoke about some uh, these pH strips, which are, are are strips that a person can pick up to measure their own personal pH, and mm-hmm. they take them first thing in the morning. You can use your uh, urine, you can use your your uh, saliva, and this um, you know helps you to determine where your pH is. So yeah. um, so what percentage of a person's diet should um, be alkaline versus acidic because obviously if you're on a scale you have to have both where yeah. you know what percentage would you say is a, is a good amount of <clears throat> alkalinity a person wants to have you know I always say to, I always say to people because if you tell them to be 100% anything they're going to fail at it immediately yeah. you can't do that so I always tell people go for the 
Right. Eighty twenty. I make sure. Let's just say for uh, an example. Um, my, this is hard for my husband, actually. He loves his breads and his pastas and his spaghetti sauces and his meat. I, uh, I, I try so hard with him to add, here, add a big glass of matcha tea today. Add a big salad at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Um, I even eat like a kale burger with breakfast with an egg on top. You know, I do these things because I know what, if I know dinner is going to be, more on the acidic side, the rest of the day, I'm eating alkaline because we need a balance. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, we all need to live. And will I cheat with, um, oh, he makes the best apple pie, my husband. He just made one. <laughs> will I cheat? Yes, I will. But that's got to be a really good cheat for me mm-hmm. to give up the alkalinity that I've worked on during the day. So... I say we, you know, we all need to live, but we need to live smarter in order to live longer. Right, yeah. You know, and healthier. I mean, this lifespan that we have, you think, oh, God willing, 80 years, 90 years. I want that to be a good 80, 90 years, because I've already seen at 36 that you may not get to 40. Right, right, yeah. With an acidic state. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I don't know why people wait. Well, I, I, I did this. So when I'm here, when people hear me say, "Oh, watch you talking to us," blah, blah, blah. listen, I did it wrong. That's why I'm here talking to you guys. Uh, try to make the right decisions now, so you don't find yourself sitting in this oncologist's office, scared. Educate yourself on ways to to create this alkaline state, to make the better choices. Don't get all caught up. I mean, we didn't talk about GMOs versus non-GMOs. I mean, there's so many things to educate on that uh, that you're not provided the education for. We have to find ourselves, which is scary. That's why there's people like you guys. There's people like me. There's so many of us that are trying to, to yell, yell out to everybody, please hear us. Please listen to us before something happens to you. Yeah. Right. Right. So... So what do you typically do with your with your clients? Like what's your approach to uh to helping them to uh feel better and optimize their health? It depends on um what they're coming to see me for, but in general I most people are unbalanced, aren't they? People need simple things, simple supplements that they're because our food, I mean, it's hard to get everything in our food like we used to because soil's different and I mean definitely try first and foremost I tell people to get your your nutrition through mm-hmm. your food, but if you're coming from a lifestyle that is more the Western diet than most people are, and they are very acidic, I find that supplements are their first avenue to understanding what they're missing. If you give someone a, a B complex, or you're talking about olive leaf extract, magnesium, key magnesium. People don't realize these things, so if you lay them out and say, here, this pill is for this, you can find this, and now the next step will be, well, you can find this in these foods. It's all a process. So what I do is an assessment. I have them answer questions, Mm -hmm. and through the questions that they answer, it's quite obvious what they're lacking in nutritionally, and then you supplement with that. I muscle test. Um... I see their diet. We change their diet around to and show them. Look, this is inflammatory foods. You, mm-hmm. Your body's in pain. You're you're tired. You're having all these extra allergies because of inflammatory things that you're doing. You simply remove these things from your diet, and you just feel fabulous. You just right. like, wow! I didn't realize I was doing that to myself. You know, it's just, <laughs> just little changes, little changes that we. We have control over it. It's very important, I say to a client, I'm going to give you this information. I don't want you to have to keep coming back to me all the time because you're going to be able to educate yourself from this point on. Mm -hmm. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. You need me. I'm definitely here. But I want to give you what you need to go and flourish and be healthy. So basically basically what what you're saying uh, because uh, when we hear the word cancer, like people just kind of think about it like it's this it's this like monster that, you know, somehow gets inside of your body and just causes this terror. And and, yeah. and basically what I'm hearing you, you what you're saying is, is that cancer really is an environment 
that is created. It's an environment that you create. Um, Absolutely. Aren't we terrible? Aren't we awful? Yes, we do it. But if we create an environment that uh, cancer can thrive and if that environment is created, then also on the reverse side of things, we can create an environment to take it away. To take it away. Absolutely. Right. Uh, You know, it's very interesting. Um, When I was listening to that Dr. Bernardo I mentioned earlier, he said something that, and this is, I said, isn't this ironic that I'm just learning this prior to talking to you guys now? I did not, I never heard it put this way. And he said that in all his 60 years of being a naturopath and learning, he said that the only time, that now that you've, you've heard that we all have cancer in our body, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Thing, we all have it, and whether it's triggered or not, well, the trigger is us. But he said the only time you actually need cancer is it's carried by the sperm, goes to the egg. This is PBL talk now, everybody. <laughs> That's the PBL talk. So the sperm goes to the egg, and you need cell division because you know cancer is fastly multiplying cells also. So you need cell division to make the embryo, the fetus. And then after that job is done, the cancer becomes a harmless parasite in the body. Mm. Until acidosis, the way we are eating, our lifestyle, gets to a certain level, we get to the acidosis state where cancer can then thrive again. But the thing is, is like you're saying, yes, it will. It could get to a state of hypoxia, less than thirty-five, a thirty-five percent drop in oxygen for at least forty-eight hours. You can be in this low uh, acidic state that it can start to be triggered again. Cancer's like, hey, I remember my job. Right. I'm going to start doing it over here in that breast, or I'm going to start doing over here, as in my case, in the ovary. I'm going to start making myself because I'm bored. I've just been here for a long time. Right. So then, if you are smart enough and listening to what we're saying about alkaline diet, you add back all those alkaline foods, you kill the cancer. Cancer's like, ah, man, I was just getting going. Right. And then, I mean, it could, it's just a major pain in the rear end because mm-hmm. you can... The pain in the rear end is mostly with your own lifestyle and changing your thought processes, really. Mm-hmm. Because I enjoy food like that in the past. I don't think I would have eaten. I love it. I love all this kale and all this stuff. But, and to know, if I'm putting food in my body, this is really important. You say, before you eat, what is this going to do for me? What is this food going to do for me? This is the re-education people in this country need. Right. Instead of eating all these sugar. Snickers bars and like, what is that doing? That feeds your cancer. That will do that. That you're feeding the monster that is laying quietly in your body. Mm-hmm. If you eat your big salads and broccolis and just, I mean, the list. There's a, a long list of alkaline foods. You are promoting the cancer to stay there. You lay down. You're not. Nuh-uh. You sleep. Yeah. You're, not, you're, you're not coming alive in mm-hmm. my body. No way. Right. And so like you're saying, there, yes, it's there. You can reverse it. I, I think Dr. Bernardo said if you um, change your, there's a whole protocol that I also follow. But if someone is terminally ill, it takes 12 weeks on this type of diet to reverse the cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the the unfortunate thing about it is uh, just the nature of, uh, you know, the medical system is that uh, people don't, uh, believe that that's possible and that they're at the mercy of, of uh, you know, whatever procedure is being recommended uh, to them. So people, you know, they they won't um, attempt. And it, it's, and it's, ch- it's challenging to do both because a lot of times when you have to have the uh, radiation and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to have to eat alkaline foods. They don't want. I know. They don't want you to have antioxidants and things of that I nature. Know. So yeah. So the very environment that you that you would need to create um, naturally, you, they don't want you to do that. So it really puts you at conflict of trying to do both of them uh, at the same time. And 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 that and that's what where it gets really tricky at right. with this process. It. It does. It does. And that's where the whole planting of the seeds and let someone water them comes into play. For right. example, my, my oncologist said because I had ovarian cancer, 
now I love my doctor. Overall, I'm very lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very lucky with the doctor that I, I had, I have now. But um, he wanted me to continue to stay on birth control pills mm. because he felt that if I was not ovulating, that I wasn't the follicle, I wasn't making a little fist every month and bursting it. And he was afraid of that. So I hate to say if this is what I do, I guessed to the death and I stopped mm-hmm. my birth control because I knew it's, it's a carcinogen. Right. I don't, I don't like birth control pills. I was on them a long time because it aided in my, my cancer growth. Um, so I, I don't entirely listen. <laughs> yeah. You guess them, and then you do what you feel. Um, there's a lot of things, like adding selenium and heat zinc and chaga mushrooms and turmeric and adaptogen. Uh, uh, saying it wrong. Uh, help me out. Help grow up. Adaptogens. Yeah, adaptogens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> 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 your diet. I mean, hemp protein, uh, high vitamin C, matcha tea, SBX tea, sea cucumber. It's a creepy thing in the ocean, but it's really good for fighting cancer. Um, I don't know if I said chaga mushrooms. I mean, there's so many things, all these things to add at the same time with your treatment. Because right now, I think that's one of my most recent lessons in, in life is I have a good friend of mine who amazing her story, cervical cancer. Um, we were doing all these protocols, like I was just listing so many of the antioxidants and the, the matchas and the SEXs and, and the um, alkaline diet. She was diagnosed with uh, cervical cancer and the process because of the medical world took some time and she was at this point maybe three months after she was diagnosed, and I already started with her with the whole program. Um, she went to the, to the doctor for an ultrasound, and the nurse said, you know what's really weird about your tumor? And my friend's like, what? <laughs> she said, usually it's round, and she makes like a ball with her hands. Usually it's, tumors are round like this, but yours is kind of like flat. Mm. And my friend knew right away. And she went, really? And the nurse said, no, 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 it's not a, it's not a bad thing. And my friend knew better already. She's mm-hmm. like, ah, that. She told me, I said, oh, my gosh. It was, it was dying. Right. It was dying. But here, my friend, like, just like you just brought to me the situation, she's scared. Someone tells you you have cancer, and all the big doctors are telling you to do radiation and chemo. And here I am telling you, no, eat your kale. It's and take your your SEXT, your antioxidants. So that scares them. So she's a situation where it was her choice. She's marrying the two. She is, and I and I take her because she's a friend of mine. She needs help at least once a week now for her treatment, which I think is and this is a state of irony. Right. And I'm I'm bringing her to a place that not entirely. And she and I openly talk about this. She'll hear this. Mm-hmm. We openly talk. I asked her last week, "How are you feeling?" With what you and I know, because she says she believes her body's fighting it, but she's scared. She says, "Face, someone tells you you have to do this in order to live. I said to her, listen, you do what you feel is best, because you have, you have to create this energy, positive energy in yourself, because energy is healing, too. You don't need to have belief right. that you're going to be okay. So you do these things that you want to do, and I will come on the other end and give you He's giving you all the stuff that was killed in the first place. Right. And I said, your immune system, as long as it's strong, will continue to fight for you. We need to. And that's what a lot of people go through radiation chemo. They don't realize. Right. Because radiation chemo attacks your immune system. If you don't have an immune system, you're not going to, you, you can't make it. Right. Yeah. You know? So... I, I keep boosting her immune system. I said, you're going you're gonna to be okay because we got this. We got this on the other end. High doses of vitamin C. I mean, we're doing it. Yeah. We're going to do this other end. And then when you come out from these treatments, you're going to go hardcore and keep doing it, doing all these protocols and um, talk to people about it one day. Just like I'm doing. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for people out there that... Um, you know, they they want to, you know, begin to protect themselves, not, you know, not working 
on on the back end I'm trying yeah. trying to fight it but actually you know doing the things that they need need to do to yeah. uh to prevent it what uh what advice would would you give someone that is uh in prevention mode Oh boy you know I I actually say in order to not get cancer you have to live as if you do mm-hmm. and that means in your nutrition and your exercise routine to get to the exercise with bringing oxygen to the cancer cells that hate them mm-hmm. um, again back to trying to be in an 80-20 with the alkaline diet entirely think about adding those supplements even the basic ones because your body your body needs things remember think of yourself as this miraculous, amazing ball of energy. You're a machine that needs the proper nutrition to heal. Because yeah. if you give yourself enough nutrition, you can heal from anything. Right. You, you, right. You need your, your, your body needs to trust you. Because um, I'm going to list some things for you. But I, I mean, I, I just keep... Thank God I had 80-minute 80, 80 classes in school to teach because I and my students, if they listen to this, they'd be like, yes, she could go on and on. <laughs> um, just... <laughs> Remember that you you need to have let me before I talk about supplements, positive thoughts, positive energy. Yes. Try to stay away from the stress because stress brings acidity. Um, proper rest. If something in life isn't treating you well, get away from that because the the negative effects from being around people that are bringing you down is going to ultimately hurt you in your health, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just, it's not going to be okay. So get away from that kind of stuff. Um, add in omegas, B-complex for your basic balancing, magnesium, D3, uh, K2, probiotics. You need, I mean, all these things I'm sure you talk as your basic, hello, nice to meet you, or are you using these basics? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, probiotics for your, I mean, a healthy gut. All of your health starts in your gut. Mm-hmm. You're not taking probiotics. I mean, if your gut's not healthy, you're not going to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, Think about uh, antioxidants, turmeric, chaga mushrooms, Mm -hmm. olive leaf extract, selenium and E, zinc. Again, those SCX teas, if anybody has cancer or any other kind of illness, SCX tea is amazing. The whole whole Renee cast from the 1920s, she's an interesting read if anybody wants to Google her. Matcha tea, vitamin C, monk fruit. Monk fruit is amazing. Have you, have you learned about monk fruit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's Isn't powerful. It? Yeah. Fabulous. It, it takes all the sugar right out of your blood. Right. Like amazing. Um, <laughs> I had like a hemp oils, baking soda, water. I mean, even when you're um, eating, try not to just overdose with too much water because there's no like actual nutritional value to that. Like, you're blocking the absorption of your good foods. Right. right. You can pair, yeah. pair, pair them with um, vegetable juices or your SDF teas, your green teas. Um, I don't know, exercise, bad, uh, ginseng, ashwagandha, reishi, mushroom, blood type diet. I believe in a blood type diet too, but mm-hmm. I also believe in eating as your ancestors did per the season. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've talked about or what your feeling is on blood type diet. Yeah, I mean, uh, we we think that they all have, you know, all 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 diets should be customized to to the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I agree with you know eating for you know locally and uh, yeah. it's best to eat things in the season. You know, these are things that we talk about at our center as well as uh, in the show, but. You know, just doing things um, on a customized basis is is just so uh-huh. very important. I mean, you gave us a great list yes. of, of things that uh, people can can add on. Thank you for that. And yeah, uh, also I'm not to cut you off because I don't want to forget. Oh yeah, good. On mm-hmm. um, liver cleanses and how important because people don't realize that your liver is your filter. I mean, we all change our filters in our air conditioners or our heating unit. Right. And if you don't cleanse your liver, then all the toxins, nothing can be filtered out. That's why some people have issues with acne and stuff. For example, if I see somebody with acne, unless it's like in a hormonal area, like your chin and stuff, acne, you, your, your filter's soft. Clean your filter because then you could 
you could detox out. So start with the liver detox first, at least twice a year, or just keep drinking your lemon water, grapefruit, garlic. These things will continue to clean out your liver because you don't want a compromised liver. If you have a compromised liver, you're you're likely to have disease. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great point. Uh, Mm -hmm. We just. We just uh, did a segment on uh, on detoxification uh, and the, the importance of of that. So you bringing up the uh, liver detoxification is is right right on time. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. We were talking about the different types of uh, detoxing and how how to target your your cleanse. So uh, you know, doing things to to target the the liver uh, very very important. So, uh, so for people out there that, um, you know, are interested in seeking out your services, uh, how can they get in contact with you? Oh, it's easy in the world of technology now, isn't it? We could just <laughs> um, email me at wingsweptwellness at gmail. And you could call my business line, 732-599-0110. You can find me on Facebook. I'm always talking about everything. I'm always doing this kind of stuff on my Facebook. I had a private Facebook page for Wings Plus Wellness, but it didn't really, it got shut, shut down. Something didn't work. Oh, look at conspiracy theories. I wonder, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not working. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to bring this to my my Facebook page. It's under Stacey Corrado's track. Um, that's how you can find me. And, I'm just the girl next door. I'm easy to talk to. Okay. You know, <laughs> um, I think I can help. If I can help anybody, I'm here now just like you are. Yeah. Just to keep planting those seeds and helping people because I don't want anybody going through what I go through. I mean, I still go every six months, even though I do my own thing. I still will see my doctor. I'll follow through and sitting in that office every six months and you look around and or when I'm bringing my friends for her radiation and chemo treatments, it makes me so sad. I just want to kick everyone and say, listen, listen, this is what you can do. There are right. little things that you can change. And I just, I just, um, I don't, I would love for people not to be in that position, to, to start doing things now, now to prevent that from happening. Because we live in a society where there's toxins in the air, chemicals in our food. Um, it's just, it's just so hard out there, but in the same sense, it's not difficult to be healthy within it. Mm-hmm. It's easy to be tricked up because, again, a sick society is it makes money. <laughs> not a healthy one. People don't know, hey, how about oregano? Oregano is highly medicinal. You eat oregano. Holy moly, it's like an antibiotic. Mm-hmm. Oregano oil, rub it on your feet. <laughs> It's, it's amazing. I make I make elderberry syrup for cold and flu seasons. That is primo, man. That stuff's so good. These <laughs> centuries, right? I mean, there's little things out there that the reason why big farmer don't like it because they don't make them any money. They're so cheap. If people are worried about a budget. You can heal naturally. On, on, not doesn't cost a lot of money. The chemicals and all the big farmers where your money's going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to give them my money. I'll, I'll buy some oregano, right. buy some elderberry syrup. You know? <laughs> so if if there was if there was one thing um, that that a person could do right now, and it was only one thing that they could do to have the biggest impact on their health, what would you say that would be? Uh, back to the alkaline versus acidity. Watch what that sugar does. Mm-hmm. Watch. Watch all the high acidic foods do. Okay. People, I mean, we're talking about cancer here, but it it goes for all disease. Wow. We all have weaknesses in our system, so depending upon our own immune system and where our weaknesses lie, whether it's going to be fibromyalgia, diabetes, or cancer, this is something we've all basically eaten ourselves into. So you can change that. You can quickly change that. And um, in honor of all those people that we love and lost that were not given this information, live for them and and uh, put it put it in the face of Big Pharma. Mm-hmm. Do it for yourself because you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, thank you. And um, before we go, um, 
all the information that we discussed in this podcast, all of Stacy's contact information, her email, phone number, Facebook page, um, just go to jkhealthtribe.com and type Stacy in the search box. Stacy is S-T-A-C-I-E, and you will get access to all that information. And Stacy, thank you for joining us. Yes. Uh, sharing your amazing story, all the great work that you're doing, and I wish you much success in the future. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, guys. And uh, thank you to everyone who listened today. And uh, let's go healthy, huh? Right. Yeah. Healthy. <laughs> let's, let's do healthy. <laughs> right. Exactly. All righty. All right. Thank you. Take care. Okay. All right. <laughs> So that is the conclusion of our interview with Stacy. Hopefully you enjoyed that interview, but most importantly, you receive value from it. And uh, to gain access to the show notes page, you can go to JK Health Tribe, type Stacy in the search box and gain access to the show notes that way, or just go to jkhealthtribe.com forward slash 38. And that will give you access to the show notes page as well, where you can get all the links to all the information that we talked about, Stacy's contact information and other things that we that was mentioned in this podcast. Uh, lastly, two more things before I go. Um, make sure you shoot over to jkhealthtribe.com to check out our uh, previous episodes and also make sure you join our email list so we stay connected. If we're sending out blog posts and newsletters um, and we're doing webinars, you guys can be notified right away. And lastly, I received some great news today that Google finally released their podcast platform. So for all you Android users, because Jamal and I are Android users, we can now access podcasts through the Google Play Music uh, store. Of course, our podcast is free. Um, so just go to jkhealthtribe.com forward slash Google and that link will take you directly uh, to our page to subscribe to our podcast. So whenever we release new episodes, you will be notified right away and uh, gain access to the new episode that we release each and every week. Okay, so until next time, live healthier. We hope you enjoyed your time with Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe. Thanks again, and we look forward to educating, empowering, and inspiring you to live healthier.